just take the time to glorify the Lord today. Has he been blessing you? Has he been good to you? Has he been a friend in a time of trouble? Has he been your shepherd leading you through the valley and the shadow of death? Has he been your rock, your redeemer? Has he been your light and your salvation? Has he been your strength? Is he king of kings, lords of lords? Is he your God? Take the time and glorify his name. He's been so good to us. Better to us than we've ever been to ourselves. That's an awesome God we serve. Let's talk to him. Father, we come to you right now. Just thanking you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, we thank you for your word. For how precious and how awesome it is. And Lord, right now we ask that you use this vessel to be acceptable in your eyesight, to preach your word to your people. That your word will move with power and that it will apply to our everyday lives. And that we will live your word. And show your word in our lives. Father, have your way at this time. Holy Spirit, convict, encourage, and correct. So that we leave here, Father, better than we came in. With a changed attitude, a changed life. And we draw closer to you and resist the devil. Father, have your way. Is our prayer. Amen. Psalm 19th chapter. Quoted a psalm accounted to David. A psalm that many uh, scholars who study the psalms will say that this could have been two psalms put together. Uh, Dealing with verses 1 through 6, dealing with creation, and then uh, verses 7 to 14, dealing with his word. But yet, you have to take them together, for these psalms clearly speak of the revelation of God, of how God reveals himself through his creation and through his word. This God that this psalm speaks of, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob, this this God is an audible God. He speaks. He desires to have a relationship with us. His evidence of his glory is all around us, and the psalm illuminates that to us. So I want you to read this psalm with, with great reverence and think of how great our God is. I'm going to read the entire psalm, looking at the first verse of Psalm 19. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. 
their light is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and is circling to the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I want to deal with the uh, title, theme, you will. An attitude of gratitude. In dealing with November, where I'm going through the Psalms, and I, and I have it as the Psalms, my Psalms of November. What is your Psalm? Maybe this might be your Psalm. A song of, of, of gratitude towards God because you appreciate what He has done. Gratitude, when you look it up in the d- definition, you can find it saying the, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I'm going to say this again. Look, listen, listen closely. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. When's the last time before this morning you took time to show gratitude? To God. When's the last time you show kindness to God? When's the last time you were ready at all chances, at all opportunities to show love and appreciation? So many times in lives we take so much for granted that we don't show gratitude. We, we accept things and we don't say thank you. We, we say ask for things and we don't say may I or please. We just do it expecting to gain things from people. So many times I come over to my house and ask my mom, what do you have in the refrigerator? I don't say, mom, may I have some food? I just take it for granted. My mom's going to give me what I ask for. I, I, I lost the times when back as a kid I would always say please to my mom to make sure I got what I want. But now I'm so comfortable enough knowing that my mom loves me in such a way that I don't bother saying may I or please. I just say what you got. But one thing that sometimes you might realize in people's relationships that they might have be able to come up to you and talk to you that way because you can show an attitude 
of gratitude. My mom knows I'm appreciative of what she gives me, and I make sure I let her know. Sometimes I call her out the booth just to let her know I thank her. She answered the phone because all the time I had, I called. She wants to say, what you want, boy? <laughs> I just want to tell you I love you, mom. She's like, lady, he about to ask for something else in a minute. He about to ask for something else in a minute. Showing an attitude of gratitude. So many times in life, we wait till we receive something that is obvious, but yet every time you take a breath, that's an opportunity to thank God. Every time your heart beats on its own, that's an opportunity to thank God. Every time you were able to roll over in your bed, opportunity to thank God. You know how some people die just because they can't roll over in their bed. Because they stayed in so long that they get bed sores and they just grows on. There's some nurses here. They know what I'm talking about. How infections just grow out. But yet you can roll in your own bed so you don't get sore. Sometimes we take a lot of stuff for granted. But look at this psalm. The psalm just talks out how the heavens declare the glory of God, the heavens make known, the heavens declare, the heavens thoroughly understand and make known the glory of God. And the firmament, the earth, so is handiwork. I, I, I want you to really look at that verse and look how it is equivalent to what happens in Genesis. It says how God created the heavens and the earth. And the same firmament, they talk about how he separated the firmament. You can see how they're going back and appreciating and, and appreciate what God has done. Have you ever took the time to wake up early enough to watch the sunset? It, 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 it's, it, you have to do that on purpose. You don't just wake up in the morning and say, I want to watch the sunset. You make a point and say, you know what, I want to enjoy the sunset. Because why? You want to take the time to sit in. You make time that you can sit down and relax. One time my, my father and I were delivering newspapers and I remember, I don't think we did it too often, but I remember one time I said, Dad, will you want to sit on the front porch and watch the sun rise? He said, sure, son. It wasn't a warm day. It was a kind of a nippy day. It was kind of cool that morning, but yet I sat on our front porch and behind the house and trees, I slowly saw the sun rise. And it was just like, yeah, that's great. Take time to appreciate, but look how the Bible says how the heavens and the earth declare. What have you declared? The glory of God. And then how often do you declare? Because it goes on to say the day does it, and then after the day gets done, the night picks up where it left off. But when was the last time, day and night, you were giving glory to God? Even look at this, the earth, the heavens, and the skies. They have a voice. And it says that their voice goes out that no one is able not to hear it. <laughs> it covers everything. Then after it gets past the voice, it talks about even more about the sun. Now, I love this illustration of the sun because I want you to grab here. During this time from, yes, they, they believe in the Helios, the, the sun god in Egypt time. But they let them know that our God has placed the sun. I don't know what somebody said. I want you to catch on. They're not talking about the sun. God says, our God placed the sun in the sky like it's its tabernacle, like it's its tent. And the sun comes out like a champion or and some translations like a giant ready to run its race. How about all the way to the end? And when I got excited, how it said nothing can hide 
from the sun's heat. Deacon Kyle said earlier how if our, if our earth, our planet was just a little bit closer to the sun, you would be burned up because that sun is so hot. Just to think how the sun heats up everything, just think how, how great power the sun is. Think about it, how a sun can solar power a plant. There's some trains that run on solar power. There's, there's a lot of things that just run on solar power. Why? Because the sun is just that strong. And they could, 2,000 years ago, appreciate the sun. We with so much science and technology, we don't even take the time to appreciate the sun. We try to cover it up with all this gas and smoke. Now everybody wants to be green. But this sun was green already. He was thinking how beautiful is this earth. He's seeing how the earth declares God's glory. How creation can show gratitude to our God. Now look at us. We have lips and tongues and mouth. Do we use our voice to declare the glory of God? Do we try to go as the heavens and the earth to wherever we go? To make known the glory of our God. Because I know many a times in my life that I've gone to places that I made sure I let them know I did not glorify God. I made sure I didn't want to offend them. I didn't want to bring up Jesus in the conversation because I didn't want people to say they go that Jesus free. There's times that I was embarrassed to tell people I went to Bible study on Wednesday night and not go where they went. There's times that I would be upset that I would have to go to a 4.30 mass with my mother and not hang out in the neighborhood with my friends. There was time I was mad at my mom and dad making me getting up early in the morning, putting on my Sunday morning clothes to come here for Sunday school and then having to stay for the rest of the day for whenever worship service got out. There was times I would hate it, but now there's times I can't wait to for Bible study to come. I can't wait to, for Sunday morning to come because that's an opportunity where I can get around with the saints and, and in a collective voice we can collectively shout out and say we serve an awesome God uh, who's worthy to be praised. We can celebrate how God has placed the sun in the sky and yes, the sun rises and the sun sets. I don't know how and I don't know why but I know who is in charge of it and I just say thank you for being in charge of what I don't know about because sometimes in my life you might have been there when you just don't know what is going on, but there's a God that does magnificent things. And you can gain all that just from creation. Just think about how stuff grows in season. Many times, many of us are not as green in our thumb as we like to be. But still flowers grow in your garden. Still flowers surviving somehow in your household. You forgot the water, but it still made it through. How was it? It's, just, it's something innate in creation. How God can make sure, you know what? I can take care of it. Just like my grass. Y'all remember we had that hot summer and no rain? I told my dad, if God's not going to water my grass, <laughs> I'm not going to water it either. <laughs> my grass is still there. God knows what he is doing. It's the beauty of his creation. Not only can we appreciate his creation, look how the psalm changes. It goes from talking about God's glory being evident in our creation. Another reason why those who say there is no God are still without no excuse because the evidence of God is all around. 
Science proves something comes from something. So who created this great spear, this universe, this earth? And then look at verse 7. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. Here it comes into the Torah, the law, the, the, the words of God that came through Moses to teach the people how to serve him. Here, they, they start talking about the law and use different words, his precepts, uh, his fear, uh, his word, his, his judgment, his testimony. And all are glorifying how great his word, because not only are his words powerful, it shows you the result of his word. His law is perfect. How is it perfect? It revives the soul continuously. That means that his law will make sure you are alive. It'll change you. It'll transform you. Many times in our lives that we are so caught doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we're looking for a new change and directions. And God said, look, have you tried my way? Jesus says, for my yoke is easy, my burden is like come and sit under my teaching and find rest. For your soul. When you come to God's word, you can find how it will revive you. It's, a, it's amazing how when you can forgive somebody, how that lets some burdens down off your life. Yeah. Some of you are still holding grudges from middle school, grade school, high school, from last week. If you just let that go, it'll revive you. It'll stop waiting because the enemy loves when you hold a grudge. Because the enemy can take that grudge and start making you feel more critical about somebody. And when you criticize them, then you be have contempt towards them. And once you get contempt towards them, it turns to malice. And then you don't, you don't lost your mind. You hope you try to do harm to somebody because it gets so wet. You try to sabotage things. You, you let stuff fall apart because you just don't care. But when you look into the word of God, it tells you to love your neighbor. It reminds you, you know what? Let me love them. Let me forgive them. Then you remind how Jesus forgives us through uh, 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 us confessing him as our Lord and Savior. And by that, God looks down and says, you know, I count your righteous. And we realize no longer do I have to be a heavy laden and burdened down with all this guilt. But just come to God and change my ways and follow his laws because they are perfect. Then it says his testimony is sure. His testimony is sure, making the wise, or basically the babies, wise. It makes it simple or the babies wise. Why? Because his testimony is obvious. This, the earth and the heavens declare of his glory is obvious. God's testimony is obvious. Is God real? Yes, he is real. Think about how they're trying to, there's new books coming out month by month, week by week, trying to discredit this word, this Bible. But daily archaeologists and historians are finding evidence to prove this truth. His testimony is all around us. How is it that you can sleep at night and have a dream and wake up and remember that dream? I'm still wondering about that. Because I'll be having dreams sometimes. I'm thinking I'm awake. And then you wake up and think like, what is today? It's just amazing. How can the brain do so much like that? Have you think you living in a real reality, but it's just a dream. And when you wake up, I don't even know what day it is. I got to check the calendar. That's some amazing things. How is it so amazing? We have people still studying the brain, trying to figure it out. But yet our God already has it known. 
And it simply says, just follow my rules, my precepts. Just think about how the testimony of God, when you look, have you took the time to look out and just count the stars? If you did, you'd still be out there. Because there are too many to count. And then, as I was studying on just looking at this text about this creation, I looked at this, talking about the stars, and it says how, how far the stars, I did not know this, how far the stars are away from us. That even if you go to the moon, you have not reached a star. I was like, wait a minute. Check my soul. I kept on looking at other stuff. That's what the stars are so far out. And then the stars are light years ahead of us that the stars you do see, that's millions of years of where it already has been. So the galaxies they see, those are the reflection of those galaxies from where they are to where they used to be. We All we see is where they have been. Kind of reminds me of the glory of God. That every day I wake up, I see evidence of where God has been. When I wake up in the morning, I see the grass that reminds me that God created <laughs> the heavens and the earth. When I look in the mirror, I see myself reminds me how God made man. Now, I realize that every time I go somewhere, God has already been there. That's why sometimes I could just get excited knowing his testimony is true, knowing that God told the children of Israel, say, you know what, I will go out before you and fight your battles. Why? Because God sees all and knows all and, and is everywhere. Just like the sun, the metaphor of the sun, how the sun is omnipresent. It says, what can hide from the sea? What can hide from God's word? What can hide from God's testimony? We can realize that the testimony of God is true. And when we trust his testimony, it makes us why? His commandments, his precepts are clear and pure and they, and they make your eyes bright. They make your heart to rejoice. I like the part where it says make your eyes bright. It means basically that it opens you up to clearly see what's right and what's wrong. The Bible will let you know that thou shalt not commit adultery and why it's wrong. The Bible will let you know why thou shalt not commit fornication and let you know why it is wrong. The Bible will remind you how you should not get drunk and remind you why it's wrong. The Bible will let you know it's not okay to tell a lie even if you're trying to save the skin of your neck. The Bible will let you know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Those times when you are debating or what you are going to do, the times when you think I should or I shouldn't, it's a time you need to open up the word and get the final decision. Don't call your friend unless your friend is going to send you back to the Bible. Open up your word. And Lord, I, I need some direction. Because our friends can give us things that sound good. That sounds right, but the word of God will always speak true, because his word is true. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, and the judgment of the Lord are true and righteous all together. So no part of the law is unrighteous, all of it is right, because our God is righteous. So when you look for direction, open up your word. The word will show you how to love your wife. How to love your husband, how to love your children, how to be nice to your neighbor, how to treat your boss who's even a tyrant on the job. The Bible will give you instructions. The Bible is full of people working with some worthless boss. Some of them were the kings of Israel. 
Some of them might have been uh, 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 just, just prophets and, and judges. But yet the Bible says how we should honor God. The Bible tells us how we should not be so judgment of others, but yet check yourself. How we should say in the street, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better make sure you are correct yourself. Jesus made it like this. He said, how can you judge someone when you got a plank in your eye? You're going to talk about somebody's sawdust. Let me help you out a little bit. You're going to talk about somebody while you got a forest all up in your eye. And you're going to talk about somebody that got a speck of dust. That's what's going on. You, we can so easily judge somebody else, but we don't see the problems that we have in our life. But the word of God said it's true. And look what he goes on to say. He says the word of God should be desired, more precious than gold, more than fine gold. I want you to think how precious gold is. Our dollar bill is based on the value of gold. Worlds have been discovered all because of gold. Worlds have been destroyed all because of gold. But not even that, what we call black gold. We got people fighting right now over that black gold, over oil, trying to find land here. They got more here. Drill here, drill now, drill, baby, drill. Everything about this black gold. It's amazing how we can seek for this gold, but yet we don't seek after the true gold. The word of God. Just as you would take the time to dig up to find some gold for your own self, you're missing what is more precious than gold. More precious than pure and fine gold. People left countries. Just think about this. To think about the faith of all these voyagers, these pilgrims. I want you to really think about this for a moment. They left the land they knew to go to a land they did not know in search for some gold. They went from charted territory to uncharted territory in search for gold. They would leave packing up their boats with everything that they had, not knowing if they'll make it back alive. But they trusted that they will find what they were looking for. The sad thing is that we have a treasure map right in front of us. That clearly shows us how they get to where we want to go. We have testimonies of people that have been there, but yet it's harder for us to trust them than those voyagers who knew nothing and saw nothing, but went out to nothing expecting something. I'm here to tell you today that you should have an attitude of gratitude that there's a God that can take nothing and make it into something, and His glory is evident each and every day. The sun rises and the sun sets, the moon's up and the stars shine, but yet today you are sitting here right now just because there's there's a God that is watching over your every step. There's a God who sent forth his word that became flesh. And now since the word has became flesh, you should now be asking in your heart, so Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable 
in thy sight. I want to drive this point home. It's asking to be acceptable. What he's saying here, I'm making a sacrifice. I want to give everything that I have. He said that the words of my mouth, all that I have to communicate, the only way I know how to talk to somebody, I want to make sure when I open up my mouth, some good things come out. But before the good things can come out, my heart got to be ready. My heart has to be pure. And I realize uh, there's some things in my life that my heart gets damaged. That's why he says, Lord, forgive me of my secret faults and protect me from my presumptuous sins. Do not let them rule over me. Many of us know the sins are presumptuous sins we do. That means the sins we willfully and knowfully do and know that they are wrong. And if we don't check ourselves, we will have them ruling over us as those nasty, disgusting habits that you don't tell anybody about. And then those secret faults. It's just like a little piece of poison. Just a little dose would do. Just a little piece of poison will kill you. You don't need to take the whole box. Just a little dose will do the trick. Those secret faults, the enemy gets in there, make you not know what you're doing when it's wrong. Asking God, reveal those to me. Because your word, when I see how precious your word is, it cleanses me. It shows me the error of my ways. And when I know the error of my ways, that means I know the right way. And Jesus made clear the right way when he told his disciples that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Many of us are looking to have an attitude of gratitude, but you have not changed your attitude. You need to look and see how good God has been to you and give him some praise. I'm not just talking about clapping your hand and saying thank you, Jesus, but I'm talking about every time you walk somewhere, every time you go out somewhere, you let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in his eyesight. You can look at Romans in 12 chapter it says I beseech you therefore brother, present your body as a living sacrifice so basically he said holy and pleasing are you living in such a way uh, that you can say Lord uh, my life to you is, is willing to be a sacrifice I want to give you a sacrifice of praise I want to lift up your name I want to give everything that I have to you that means my heart my soul my mind belongs to you because you died for me what Way back on Calvary. Is there anybody here that realize you serve a God that's alive and we need to stop walking around dead but start giving him thanks each and every day? They quiet saying every day is a day of thanksgiving. When was the last time you just did stop everything that you did and just give God thanks? When the last time you put somebody on hold on their phone and said, I got to spend time with my daddy because he's been too good to me for me just to let this by. When was the last time you closed your doors, turn off your lights, turn off your TV, turn off your iPod, your iTunes, your MP3 and said, Lord, I want to spend some quiet time with you. It talks about the earth does not cease, but yet we cease. 
but yet you don't have to stop. The psalmist says that day and night I meditate on his word. You know how you can do that? Study so what you read last before you go to bed is what you'll remember. So read his word before you go to bed. And check out what your mind might be meditating on when you get up. Then you can really sing that song, Woke Up This Morning With My Mind. Stay on Jesus. Because sometimes I sing that song, I feel so guilty because I didn't wake up with my mind. Stay on Jesus. I, I'm talking about me. I don't know about you, all y'all holy folks. But sometimes when I wake up, I say, Lord, with my cup of coffee, uh, where I'm going to give me some breakfast this morning. But then some days I do wake up. I say, Lord, thank you for another day. Uh, but I got to make sure each and every day uh, I break myself down and give God some glory. Good day now, children. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, uh, you ought to make each and every day an appointment to give God some glory gratitude because that will change your altitude. It will change how you see things. It will change how you talk. It will change how you live because you'll find out he's sweeter than honey and better than gold. And your life will be the best story that ever been told because your best life can't happen now. It's yet to come. Because one day I heard the Bible said it's going to be a melody of a trumpet. <laughs> and in the sky, I'll see Christ on the cloud. And the incorruption will put, uh, then the corruption will put on incorruption there. And mortality put on immortality. And one day we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And when all everything is said and done, we'll be able to walk on streets of gold. I want to see that day to be able to walk <laughs> on some streets of gold because we won't need the sun. We won't need the light because the God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, the Son, will be the light there. And there's a promise there. There's a promise there that he'll wipe away every tear from your eye. He'll take away every pain from your body. I, that's the life I'm waiting to come. But right now I got to hold on just a little bit while. I need to hold on to God's unchanging hand and walk and live in his word. So the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be a acceptable, will be a pleasing, Life a sacrifice for him. If Jesus gave his life for me, what more can I give to him but my life? Are you willing to live a life of gratitude, a life of sacrifice, a life of surrendering to his word that will revive you, that will make your eyes shine, that will re make your heart rejoice? That's what his word can do for you. Will you let it? Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, there's someone here who does not know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you right now that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. All of your sins. And he has forgiven you. Have you asked him to be your Lord and Savior? And have you asked him to forgive you of your secret faults 
and your known faults. He's willing and more than able to forgive you. Right now, every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you have not confessed Jesus Christ, your Lord, and so we want to lead you in this prayer right now. God knows your heart to say, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose again from the grave on the third day. And Jesus, I'm inviting you, and I'm asking you to be my personal Lord and Savior, to come into my heart, guide me, and keep me. Still, every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you pray that prayer for the first time, this is the first time you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, raise your hand. No one's looking but me. If that's you, if that's you, if that's you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. If you may be looking for a church home, this prayer is now for we pray with you. We ask you to pray with us. If you're looking for a church home, if Zion's that place, we will praise God and celebrate and welcome you into this fold. But if Zion's not that place, we pray that Zion can help you find that place where you can become a, 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 an active participant member of the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, right now we pray, Lord, that you would show us where you would have us to be, to be your vessels, to be your instruments of change. That we could be a part of an active body that's working within this local community to transform people's lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, if Zion is that place, Lord, we want to give our hand to this fellowship, Lord, and join them as they go out, Father, serving the community as we serve one another, loving each other and and loving one another. Lord, have your way with us right now is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May we stand as we extend our hands.